Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From a phone booth in Cheyenne, I made a promise to Diane. No more rodeos, I've gone my last go-round. The same promise that I made in San Antonio and Santa Fe. But tonight I settle up and let her die. Someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away She watched me drive around certain blocks Getting courage up to stop To make her one more promise that I can't keep The way I love the rodeo I guess I should let her go Before I hurt her more than she loves me And I'll lose more than I'm gonna win someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away
Wild Horses, Carlos Washington and Steel Horse Swing. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our lovely co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Beautiful and sunny and a great day to be celebrating Miss Loretta Lynn's 90th birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. Loretta. <clears throat> yes, happy she birthday. Is, 90, she, wow. <laughs> she is quite the lady. So we had a rendezvous down at Miss Loretta's ranch down in Hurricane mm-hmm. Mills a couple of years ago. And a uh, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful place. And she has a beautiful home there and just gracious, gracious lady. But uh, we had a great trip trip to Oklahoma City last weekend, Miss Mary Kay and I, and uh, met some wonderful, wonderful people. It was the Western Heritage Wrangler Awards. Our guest today won a Wrangler, not their first. Who's joining us today? We have uh, New Mexico friends, Jim Jones. And Deanna Dickinson-McCall on the line, eager to tell us about their experience um, last weekend and about the um, composition they went for. So we're going to have a great time visiting with them and uh, talking a little bit about the Wranglers and uh, the event in Oklahoma City. It's a must-attend event, I think, after I made my first one. But in the second hour of the show, our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, is back with us. So last week, or last month, Robert was on the road and uh, could not call in. So he he just couldn't get a connection and couldn't join us. So this time, we're going to catch up with Robert and find out all about what's happening with these equine expos across the country. But right now, we're going to listen to a great song from Miss Mary Kay Holt. This is Grit Grayson Bailey twine it's from her wrangler award winning album and when we come back we're going to be talking with deanna dickinson mccall and mr jim jones today on the campfire cafe they say that you can't folks the ones wear boots and the ones that don't i believe darling you and me hold steady in the boot category goodbye city life and nine to five living our corporate meetings are held in our kitchen. You can't beat our sweet retirement plan. Don't get sick and work as long as you can. This is how we hang and rattle, raise my kids and raise some cattle. Let loose on Saturday night, two steps under neon lights. Our life is good kind of crazy, keep it together, you and me. Raising cattle, let loose on Saturday night. 
Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Grit, Grace, and Balin Twine, written and performed by Wrangler Award winner Mary Kay Holt. Our host, as Gary mentioned earlier, along with his wife, Mary Kay, and today's special guests, Jim Jones and Deanna Dickinson McCall, have just returned from an exciting weekend in Oklahoma City, home of the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. Each April, the Western Heritage Awards honors individuals who have made significant contributions to Western heritage through creative works in literature, music, television, and film that share the great stories of the American West. Mary Kay has been honored with two of these awards known as the Wrangler and was a presenter this year. The Wrangler for Original Western Composition, Old Horses and Old Men, was presented to recording artist Jim Jones and composers Jim Jones, Deanna McCall, and Dave McCall. What an honor and moment to celebrate. Let me tell you a little something about Jim and Deanna. Jim Jones has a successful solo career with multiple awards. He's an author, songwriter, musician, and performer. His songs and books are about the West. Cowboys, Horses and Cattle, Cattle Rustlers, The Coming of the Train, songs about people and land, and the beauty of the western sky. He's also part of the award-winning trio, The Cowboy Way, with band members Doug Figs and Mariam Funk. Deanna Dickinson McCall currently ranches in the mountains of New Mexico with her husband Dave. She's from a long line of ranchers. The stories she writes are just are generous and the stories she writes are generous slices of this life. They are tales of gritty existence, simple honest love, a code of honor still upheld and beating overwhelming odds. They are about people and land of today's West. Her poetry and April is National Poetry Month opens a door allowing you deep into her world, often touching a heartstring as she writes of the ranch life and people she loves or sends her reader into laughter as her wry humor rings true. Like Jim, Deanna has won various awards for her writing. Now with a total of five Wrangler Awards between them, please welcome to Campfire Cafe our New Mexico-based friends, Jim Jones and Deanna Dickinson-McCall. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, guys. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, the first thing I want to say is we have all of New Mexico in our prayers right now with these terrible fires that are going on. So I know a lot of our friends are relocating and uh, and evacuating some of the different areas. And uh, so we just want everybody to keep them in their thoughts and their prayers. And we certainly have you in our thoughts and our prayers as well. But... Uh, it was great to be at the Wranglers last weekend and to see Jim and Susan again, but what a pleasure to meet Deanna and Dave. It was so much fun to meet you guys. And and I just wanted to ask a question of you, Deanna. You do a lot of writing with, uh, with Jim and Randy Houston. How do you keep these guys in line? <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> no, they're 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 easy. 
that's one thing that they're both easy to to work with and lately I've also uh written some with Doug Figg as well and Gene Prescott and I uh actually recorded a couple of songs a few years ago and we're working on some more so that's one thing that's nice when when you it's easy to work with folks. Well that is great. I, I just you know I, I I thought this morning about I should extend my sympathy to you for working with those two guys, but <laughs> really they're not. I just want, can I can I weigh in on this because you're talking about me? Like I don't know. Here. I and, don't know. And the truth the truth is, Dave has. I mean, uh, Deanna has no trouble with me and Randy and Doug because she has to deal with Dave on a day to day basis. And <laughs> her husband Dave, so she's she's had a lot of training dealing with us, and a lot of experience. Huh? When she says so. Yep. So so when did the two of you, Jim, first start working together and writing together? Oh, uh, I'm was I think and Deanna can, can set me straight if she needs to, but I, I we wrote a song uh that's on the Cowboy Way uh third album and it's called Western State of Grace. And I I, I think we had we had done some we made some other attempts at collaborating but we didn't come up with something that was a keeper, I don't think, but uh, that one is definitely a keeper. And then, uh, and then Deanna came to me with the idea of old horses and old men, and we put that one together. So, wow, wow, wow. So Deanna, how did how did the idea for old horses and old men come to be? Well, honestly, I could just kind of look around. Um, somebody asked me that I think at the Wranglers, and I had to giggle. And I said, "Look around me." <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> old horses and old men. Jeez. Uh, you know, it, ranch life—it's—it's it's so evident. Uh, when we have old horses, we don't sell them. Uh, they've yeah. worked hard for us, and they are retired. And uh, we have one in particular that, if we're working cattle, he comes and stands and he watches, and you can tell he's thinking that he could do it better. And if they reach the end of the alley where he is, he'll throw his head around to turn them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you can just see in both the old horses and the old men that they still want to so bad. Right. That's great. That's great. So, Jim, this was your first time to attend a Wrangler Award ceremony. And it was. I, I, I had the good fortune to be part of winning two two previous ones, but I didn't get to right. attend the ceremony and then I've been hearing all these people talk about how wonderful it was and it sure enough it was. It was really pretty special. <laughs> My gosh. Well we want to talk more about the Wrangler Awards and some of the things that were taking place there and impressions that uh that you may or may not have had and, and uh, Deanna joining in on that. But right now let's take a listen to old horses and old men. This is the 2022 Wrangler Award winner. Old horses and old men Riding the changes that blow on the wind Wishing they could do it all over again Old horses and old men Dreaming of golden days from the past A proud way of life that just couldn't last They gave their all time and again Old horses 
and old men. Old horses, old men, set in their ways, remembering the thrill of those bygone days. Old horses, old men, ride out again, raring the start, but nearing the end. Could spin. Old horses and old men. They saddle up before daylight, a little bit stiff, but still full of fight. They come riding home around twilight, old horses and old men. Time's moving on, they ain't denied that. Life is a-changing, but they live in the past. Heroes with saddles and cowboy hats, old horses and old men. Old horses, old men, sending their ways. Remembering the thrill of those bygone days Old horses, old men, ride out again Raring to start, but nearing the end Oh, the rowdy and rambling tales they could spin Old horses and old And the old horse and the old man, they slowly wait. They're watching from over the top of the gate. A lifetime's gone by, now this is their fate. Old horses and old men. Remembering the old days, the things that they seen. Of a time when proud men and horses were king, old horses and old men, old horses, old men, saddled once more, fighting their time, but they're ready for war. Old horses, old men, ride out again. They're raring to start, but they're nearing the end. Old Horses and Old Men, Jim Jones, and the song was written by Deanna and Dave Dickinson McCall and Jim Jones, and was the 2022 Wrangler Award winner. And uh, Jim, you performed this at the Wrangler Awards. You did a good job, my friend. Congratulations. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I didn't realize until I got back to the table in Vienna. I said, did you see Taylor Sheridan right down below you? I, I never. I did not see him, and I'm glad. <laughs> might have thrown me off. Oh, gosh. I was just kind of oblivious. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it was a star-studded event, for sure. But uh, I wanted to ask you, outside of receiving your Wrangler Award, what was your favorite thing at the, at the event? Oh boy, that's a that's a that's a tough one. You know, one of the things one of the things about receiving the award was that I got to receive it. One of the two presenters was my good friend R. W. Hampton, and that that meant a lot yeah. to me that he was the mm-hmm. one to. Well, he didn't hand it to me. I, I'm afraid he could have fallen over if he grabbed it because it's real heavy. <laughs> but it was real, it was real special. And uh, just looking around the museum, my goodness that is just an amazing place and and you know everything takes place there and good grief that's what a an astounding uh you know it covers way beyond cowboy history it certainly does that but also western heritage and and you know native americans and just all kinds of stuff it's fascinating people should go there it's it's a wonderful place it is pretty outstanding well, Deanna, you're you're the old hand at this thing. So uh, this was your second Wrangler. What was the most fun to you outside of the second Wrangler Award? Oh gosh, uh, like Jim said, the the whole experience is is just so much to take in. But I think a lot of it again is a camaraderie, especially since we're we're just getting over the COVID isolation. Beginning yeah. to see people like like uh, Red Steagle, uh, Waddy Mitchell, you know, uh, the people who have always supported me and encouraged me in the past, and and being able to spend time, uh, you know, even sometimes it's really short visits, but being able to to see everybody and in those surroundings, uh, you know, it's probably, I think, without a doubt. Uh, the most elegant and upscale Western event there is. It's it's often referred to as the Oscars of Oklahoma City, and I think mm-hmm. that's fitting. Well, it's it certainly is. And your first Wrangler Award was for "I'll Ride Through It." And uh, how was it to receive that first Wrangler? That that was, you know, uh, luckily Randy was was able to attend. He and Jim actually produced that album for me. Uh, it's all poetry, and Jim Pick came up with some really fantastic music to back the poems when we recorded. And it was just so neat. But, but Randy was there to kind of take me and uh, show me, you know, how it all worked. And, and I tried to do that with Jim, too. And, of course, some things are changed. But the experience, I, it's, I think it's just something you, you have to literally experience to, to really absorb it all. Oh, well, it is great. Right now, I want to get to I'll Ride Through It. So let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Jim Jones and Deanna Dickinson McCall today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> I seek the broad chest, sweet breath, and gentle eye, strong neck where my head rests on the horse's strength. I rely. I'll ride through it. When cold makes my bones ache, but there's work to be done. 
for those cows and calves' sake. I'll finish what I've begun. I'll ride through it. Struggling to understand life's peaks and falls, my soul seeks the rangeland. I answer a siren call. I'll ride through it. When dreams fill me with pain of loved ones now gone, tears fall like a soft rain in the early light of dawn. I'll ride through it. When dust sticks to my sweat, heat bouncing off the ground, horse's shoulders dripping wet, and no breeze to be found, I'll ride through it. When my life's fading away, I'm about to be set free, I hope on that last day, in the saddle, I'll still be, and I'll ride through it. Deanna Dickinson McCall, All Right Through It, the title track from her award-winning album, All Right Through It. And you know, Deanna, as I listened to that again today, although I'm not a horsewoman at all, it, that title became sort of my mantra through the COVID um, intensity of 2020 and 2021 is sort of, I don't know, I'm going to ride through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a I have a red carpet question for Deanna, if she's willing to share. I enjoyed <laughs> seeing pictures of of you and um, uh, that were taken on Friday night and also on Saturday. And I just have to ask that question. So who were you wearing on Friday night and Saturday night? <laughs> um, Friday night, well, actually, both of them, I suppose, would be almost considered vintage. Friday night was, uh, I don't even know if they still are in business. Remember the Estancia brand? Yes. That yes. was an Estancia dress. And then Saturday night was the traditional Double D ranch wear. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Well, you just looked, well, you all just looked absolutely gorgeous. But the fashionista interested me always has to, you know, ask those questions. Jim, would you want to answer that as well? What were, what were you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, <laughs> I was dressed by my, my uh, dressing specialist. I did get to pick out a new bolo for myself. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just going to take the, the high ground and say I was wearing Wrangler all the way from head to toe. <laughs> um, I do have a question. I've often wondered about these awards, and they are so prestigious. I've never really known the backstory on selection process. Is that something that you are at all aware of and, and can share if you if you know how it sort of comes about? I don't, and and it's interesting. Um, no idea, and they don't even let anybody know if you were close to getting it, or or mm-hmm. anything uh, else on that. But I did think it's something I did want to put in there really quick on quick on your previous question about the yes. Um That was the year that Reba McIntyre's father was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Oh. So where Jim had. Sheridan below him. I have Reba <laughs> and her family above me, and I had already chosen on that album to do a poem called uh, "Last Horse and That String," and then I realized, yeah. oh, it was perfect. 
before the McIntyre wow. family. Wow. So it was all unplanned. <laughs> but I just glanced down there once and saw them with tears, and boy, I couldn't look down oh. again performing. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I had forgotten about that until after you asked me, but yeah. the selection, I really don't. I, I don't know who, and, and I think they probably do that on purpose, keep it very closed mouth. Mm-hmm. They, the thing that they do uh, is they just they say that each, each category, uh, the judges are, are industry experts in that particular area. And um, the thing, you know, for me, one of the things that the way I kind of, make my own judgment about uh, organizations that hand out awards is you look at who, who wins them. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that tells you that the people that are choosing know what they're doing. And that that's, mm-hmm. so I, I feel really confident in uh, the national cowboy and Western heritage museum that their process is working really well. So that, that's yeah. the way I look at it. And of course, unlike a lot of award shows, you knew that you were winners there wasn't anticipation in the crowd like who's going to win this you know you you had been notified so did you get notified by by letter or telegram or text or how did you get the news (laughs) oh well that that's actually that was kind of uh nerve-wracking so i I get a message and uh and i didn't i didn't see my had my phone on mute and i was working on something so i didn't see it till like four in the afternoon which of course is after five uh, in Oklahoma City, yes. and it yes. says it, the message is listed as National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, and I'm thinking, huh? And so I listen to the message, and <laughs> and it's it's uh, young lady Hannah that uh, that was our primary contact, and she said she had some exciting news, but she didn't say what it was. I'm thinking, well, they don't oh. like Deanna said they don't give a runner up, so I think either they're uh, they're going to tell us we won the Wrangler, or or they're really mean, and and so I couldn't call back. She left her cell number, and for some reason my phone wouldn't let me dial it. <laughs> so oh, I had to wait overnight gosh. and call back the next morning. And I emailed her to say I'm not ignoring you. I just couldn't get through. <laughs> and it turned out oh. uh, when I talked with her that that's what it was. So I let I think I let Deanna and Dave know uh, that I thought we might have won the Wrangler, but I wasn't sure because I wanted them to be as nervous as I was, and, and I think that worked. And so. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's exciting. Well, exciting is uh, music and poetry, and we want to get to another great song. So some good friends of ours from Nashville were just with you guys, I think, uh, a couple of days ago. Yep. Yes. Andy and yes, Ren- yes. Renfrey. Yeah, and yes, uh, a great song that is on your album, Jim, is one called The Buffalo Grass that Andy wrote. So let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Deanna Dickinson McCall and Jim Jones in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> it's been 45 days since the snows have begun. Stare at the fire and long for the sun As the bitter winds blow through the mouth of the pass I sit here and dream of the buffalo grass The ponies are shy 
shaggy, their coats have grown long. With their heads down, they huddle together as one. At the window, my breath forms a mist on the glass. As I patiently wait for the buffalo grass. The seasons still turn and the prairies still yearn. For those who were here long ago The Sioux have all gone and the bison moved on And soon I will follow them home Molly passed in September and left me alone Now my heart is as heavy and round as a stone and too many years have gone by too fast Now I long for the feel of a buffalo grass Now the animals sleep and the world holds its breath The woods are as stiff Silent as death When the mountain streams flow Spring will follow at last And the wind will blow free Through the buffalo grass The seasons still turn And the prairies still yearn For those who were here long ago The Sioux have all gone And the bison Buffalo Grass, written by a good friend, Andy Renfree, and from his album, Good Days Are Coming. Um, Jim, that was so fun. We walked into the house concert um, as Andy and Ren had already started to perform, and I could see um, you and Susan were there, and I thought, I knew you had hoped to be, but that drive, you did that drive in one day back from Oklahoma City, right? <laughs> on on five-hour sleep. <laughs> Susan was grumpy. I'll tell you, I don't know what's what's up with that, but yeah, she. (laughs) Well, it was so fun to um, enjoy again live music in an intimate setting. The house concert was in such a wonderful home, um, and to see such good friends in the audience and to meet Andy and Ren for the first time. Um, for you, it must have been a nice, I'm going to assume, kind of a nice, you know, whipped cream on top of the Sunday that you had um, 
that started with with your adventure in Oklahoma City um, Thursday or Friday. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I didn't really think about it till you said it, but the you know one of the things that's just you know and you're in the business long enough, you meet people all over. I mean, so we were in Oklahoma City and we drove home. Andy and Ren had come from Nashville, and uh, no, I, I met them when they were living in Houston. And I met them in Austin. And, you know, I mean, I have friends all over, and uh, I was so happy that my friends here in, in New Mexico got to hear them live because, mm-hmm. I mean, Andy's a really special songwriter, but they are great performers and just the nicest people in the world. And so I, I, I know I knew they were going to knock it out of the park on Sunday uh, afternoon, and they did, and it was and great. And so. And on your new album, uh, Good Days Are Coming, you have a couple of co-writes um, with Andy. So we know you do enjoy writing with um, with others. Um, what's your What was your process like with Deanna? Were you in the same room together as you put this song? How did How did that go down, you two? How did you How did you put it together? Well, do you want to start, Deanna? Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Uh, written poetry for a long time and prose but and I will kind of hum along or sing along when I'm riding which causes my horse's ears to go back so I try not to (laughs) sing Um, (laughs) but I can do so more in a vehicle but this just kind of came to me so I wrote it down and I emailed Jim and I said do you what do you think of this do you think this would work for a song and he goes, oh yeah, yeah. Let me let me play a little bit with it, and but I really like it. And so we did all of this through email. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. We did. Yeah. I mean, one of the things. So I I took her po- poetry and sort of changed it a little bit to put it in kind of a song format. So I threw in some words, and, and boy, it was as as much of a collaboration as anything I've I've ever done with anybody that I've co-written with. I mean, because I would come back and with some lines, and Deanna would say, "I like this. Maybe this could be a little different." And we would go back and forth, <clears throat> really kind of the way you would do it if you were in the room together, except we just were doing it via email. And then I I put together the music aspect of it, and then sent it to her and said, "What do you think?" And I do want to say, uh, Dave McCall. Uh-huh. Out of line, and uh, and he really only wrote that one line in the song, but it's the the first line in the last chorus, and it turns everything around from you feeling sorry for this old horse and this old man, and it's kind of poignant. And the line he he came up with, saddled up, uh, biding their time, but ready for war. And if you knew, if you know, if you knew Randy Houston's dad. I mean, you know, those guys are right there. It's like the horse Deanna was talking about. You know, as soon as there's an opportunity, they're going to jump right in, and they're going to get the job done, and they still got it, and they ain't ready to quit, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so I, yeah. I just, just give that song a, a punch right there in that last chorus that really made a, a huge difference, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Deanna, you're also an author, besides being an award-winning um poet and i notice you have kind of two new books out more or less new one is cowboy cuisine beyond biscuits and beans and then you've been writing a series and your newest one the Okie daughters was released uh last july it looks like last july um you want to tell us just briefly a little bit about those 
those two books, and maybe if are you working on something new? Um, well, the the Cowboy Cuisine is actually a cookbook, and, and a very good friend of mine had been after me for years. We need to write a cookbook. We need to write a cookbook. And <laughs> COVID came, and I said, this is the time. She wants to do a cookbook. Yeah. We'll do a cookbook. So, And it happened to be a really good time to release a cookbook because people were at home, Everybody. and a lot of people were yeah. having to learn to cook. Yeah. <laughs> and Everybody so that, the timing was actually really, really good on that, and we've done uh, pretty well with that. That's a whole new world, though, as far as formatting and putting a book out, we mm-hmm. discovered. And then the other book I have out actually is not part of, I did two books in a Rough Patches uh, storyline, and this last one isn't. It's actually the story of Generation California Okie Women, as they were called, mm-hmm. and uh, begins... Oh, late 50s, early 60s, and goes to present day. But the common thread in it is how that heritage actually helped them get through everything. And and mm-hmm. it's a very different mm-hmm. format from what I usually write, et cetera. But as for writing right now, I'm, uh, I am freelance. Uh, I'm writing now for Range Magazine. I also write oh. for the New Mexico, Arizona Stockman. I, I have a monthly column with them. But I wouldn't be surprised if my next thing isn't uh, another book of short stories. I would probably lean towards that when I'm able to catch my breath and say, okay, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think um, Gary has queued up, unless he's changing the order here. I believe we're going to have another piece of Deanna's. Gary, are we doing the good years? We are the good years. The good years. Let's take a listen to that and come back and visit day on the campfire cafe the soft sound of hooves on leaves shuffling over rock on the slope the gentle pull uphill as you look praying for grass praying for hope it's autumn and no rain has fallen no summer monsoons ever came last year's grass has gone to dust too many years of the same you recall waving grama grass, cured brown with seed on the stem. It would put a cow through winter, up here on the ridge and rim. But it rained at least some. Even those marginal years had grass. Springs and creeks flowed. Laden clouds didn't blow past. You relive the really good years. The land was unbelievably green. You rode in mud, fixing water gaps, tanks blown, canyons scoured clean. Grass and wildflowers was stuff of fairies, seeds and blooms nodding to dance and dew. Cows and horses sleek and shiny fat. Lord, it's like the land was new. Those memories keep you hanging on. Heaven sent rains would finally come. You've been in tight spots before, tough old times. You've seen some. Drier than the dirty thirties, record dry, they say. God will open the heavens, wash this drought clean away. Till then, you pull your hat down, squint through the dust some more. 
summon faith back in your heart that God will heal this land sore. Close your tired eyes against the dust. See fat cattle and green grass. Feel moisture on a soft wind. Dream of the good years of the past. Deanna Dickinson, the good years. And our very, very special guests today are Deanna Dickinson, Nicole, and Mr. Jim Jones. They are the winners of the 2022 Wrangler Award for Original Western Composition. And um, I was just wondering, both of you have now attended the Wrangler Awards. You both performed at Elko. What kind of similarities and differences are in the two events? Because both are huge events. Jim? Uh, For me, I I thought about this when uh, Deanna was talking about seeing Red Snegall and Waddy Mitchell. When I was uh, at Elko, I was there with uh, R.W. Hampton and and his, his son, Calvin, Dinner, and uh, we were part of a tribute to Ian Tyson. And the thing, the thing, <laughs> it, it you're just amongst Western royalty. I mean, the best performers in the world of, of Western music and poetry are all right there. I, I remember uh, one time on Johnny Carson's show, George Goebel was uh, was a guest, and they had Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. And he looked up and said. I feel like the whole world's a tuxedo and I'm a brown shoe. And, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. I just thought, I'm not sure exactly, you know, who let me in and when they're going to discover that they made a mistake. But, but in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy the heck out of it. It's, it's a little overwhelming. There's just all these incredible, incredibly talented, successful people. And I'm thinking, whoa, <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet and listen. Well, you're right there among them. You're right there among them. Oh. And, and Deanna, you've you've performed at both. You've received awards at the Wrangler Awards and performed in Elko. You are the royalty that Jim was just talking about. Of you are. But what are the what are the differences or similarities? Um, well, I've performed at Elko because I lived a hundred miles from there from really early on back in the 1980s, and my kids, yeah. all three of my kids were also uh, poets and performed there, and Dave did years ago. Um, and so I've watched Elko go through so many changes, you know. Um, I think one of the biggest difference is there are other things honored in Oklahoma City that are outside of the poetry and the song realm. You know, you, you yeah. have your uh, screen things, you, uh, prose writers, uh, those kind of things. And where Elko doesn't truly have a Hall of Fame uh, type deal for inductees, um, they do have a Della John scholarship, as it is called, that honors uh, one of the early ladies uh, from way, way back. And one year I, was, uh, I did receive uh, that in honor of Della John's. But watching Elko and, and the changes in the course with COVID, everything's been nuts the last couple of years. Yeah. We're all aware of that. But, you know, and it's not formal. Elko is, does not have, you know, the dress, the formality. Now, I can remember years back being in there when it became an end thing for a lot of money people. And 
that's when everything was still held at the convention center. They hadn't branched out yet, but there were a lot of minks. Uh-huh. Uh, coats. And I you know, big people attending that kind that kind of thing that was there, you know, uh so you have a little bit of that and, and you don't I don't think you have quite as much of that but but like I say, you know, the the elegance, the the tuxedo, the the cocktail hours, those are not things that, that happen at Elko. Years ago jam sessions were held upstairs at the Stockman. And those okay. of course being that and nothing shuts down. So that's mm-hmm. a twenty four hour three or four day scene that will absolutely wear you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I would think one of the common things uh, between Elko and the Western Heritage Awards is that you just meet so many genuinely nice open people. I mean I was I was just I was just so impressed by how how gracious everybody was. That's that's pretty cool. That is a pretty it cool is day. definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we're starting to run out of time, and so I had more music and more poetry to do, and I'm going to just kind of pick a couple pieces to do. And uh, and uh, Deanna, you were talking about the last horse and last horse and dead string when you were looking at Reba and her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that right now. I love this. This is the last horse in that string. It's Deanna Dickinson McCall. We'll be back in just a minute. He's staring with his old weepy eye. I can tell he's wondering why. It's me that caught him on this day doesn't know his friend's gone away. He was my daddy's, born on this place, used to big country, wide open space. Taught to be a cow horse while young, sometimes dad got his bell rung. He did learn, often the hard way, but he sure earned his keep and pay. That's the way with good ones, they're smart, loaded with lots of bottom, big heart daddy kept him chosen till the end knew he was riding on a friend they shared so many long miles and days grew accustomed to each other's ways dad's gone but I'll keep my promised word let this old boy run outside with a herd I can feel tears on my cheek as I let him go, but Dad's watching and smiling, I know. Wow. Kind of choked me up listening to that because my dad's uh, Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bell, I bet you've got a question that you wanted to ask while I catch my breath. Oh, Oh, I'm just looking at the time there. Um, well, are you? Uh, what's the next um, song you're going to um, choose, um, Gary? Are you doing Mighty Fine Life? Maybe. <laughs> I've, I've caught my breath back, but anyway, that song, that that poem, just just choked me up because I was thinking about my dad and his love of horses. And, sure. And, uh, 
Dano, when he died in September uh, of cancer, he was sitting there looking at his pastures uh, mm-hmm. in, in a hospital bed that we brought in. And after he passed away, my two brothers and I just went out and settled up and rolled. It's a fitting tribute to my man. Anyways, that's why that's that that choked me up. Last verse from there. But uh, so the next song we're going to get to right quickly, change the subject, the light is uh, mighty fine life. So tell us about this, Jim Jones. Well, it's a love song. It starts out as a cowboy song and quickly takes a right turn, but it's uh, just, I just wanted to let someone know how important they were to me and uh, how it sort of makes all the difference in the world when you have the right person with you. And so that's, we won't, guess, we won't uh, name uh, any names, will we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because I want right, other people to, Jim to, Jones. to adopt it. Mm-hmm. As their own. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's Jim Jones. It's a mighty fine life. We'll be back in just a minute. I could have been a cowboy and ride across the plains. Get me a horse and a fancy saddle. Leap out on the ranch Cause a cowboy's life It's a mighty fine life It's all I wanted to do Well I was gonna be a cowboy Till I laid my eyes on you I might have been a pirate And sailed upon the sea Smell the salt in the air, feel the wind at my back, and know what it means to be free. Cause a pirate's life, that's a mighty fine life, it's all I wanted to do. Well, I was gonna be a pirate, till I laid my eyes on Everything's okay in this old world when you're here with me. A life alone is no kind of life. Now I know that it's true. I bless the day you looked my way and I lay my eyes on. I should have been a spaceman Glide among the stars Explore new worlds and spend my nights In intergalactic bars Cause a spaceman's life That's a mighty fine life It's all I wanted to do I was gonna be a spaceman Till I laid my eyes on I looked into your big 
Mighty Fine Life, Mr. Jim Jones, and we have been talking today with Jim and Deanna Dickinson McCall and just having a great time talking about the Wrangler Awards. And uh, we got to get you back again. So I guess after the Wranglers next year? <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh, gosh. Well, Deanna, tell us how we can find uh, your poetry and your, your books and follow you because I know you're going to be touring a little bit uh, in the next few weeks. So tell us how we can find you. interested in following me, Facebook is great. Uh, I have an author page, Deanna Dickinson McCall author. I have a website, uh, deannadickinsonmccall.com, and I always okay. schedule posted there. You're able to buy CDs or books uh, off the website or messaging me. And that should pretty well, I think, cover that aspect. All right. All right. What about you, Mr. Jones? Well, pretty much the same, uh, except different different names. Uh, com is uh, my website, and it's got pretty much everything you need to know. And if you want to buy something for someone that you love, uh, you can certainly do it there, and you can follow me. Uh, and then Facebook, I have a Facebook page. It's Jim Jones Music and Books. I think that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's right, Jim Jones Music and Books. And uh, mm-hmm. so right. that's and, how you can find me. All right, and you do uh, you do some Facebook lives on occasion, don't you? I call it my nearly weekly Facebook live concert uh, Wednesday night, seven o'clock uh, Mountain Time, and uh, pretty much every Wednesday, unless I'm just I've even done them in motels in the last several in the last couple of months, and uh, that's always an experience. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll be sure to follow both of these fine folks and visit them on Facebook and also follow them on their websites. And uh, we look forward to having you guys back with us again. So right now we want to close this. Well, it's always a pleasure, Mr. Jones, to have you. And and, uh, we were very kind to each other today. So that was good, too. (laughs) Yes, I I greatly appreciate being included as well. Well, it was. It was great to have you, Deanna, and it was so much fun to meet you and Dave uh, last week. So look forward to seeing you again down the road. But uh, right now, I want to close this segment out with a great, another great poem. It's called Five O'Clock Somewhere. It's Deanna Dickinson McCall, and uh, we look forward to having you guys back with us again real soon. Thanks so much. I hear them clatter off the hill. Hooves scattering rocks, acting silly like horses will, sliding down on haunts. The day is over, and they'll arrive, snorting and playing at the tank, almost taking nose drive while acting mean and rank. Like good Baptists or boozers, they gather at the water hole. There are no sinners or losers, from stud to mare to foal. I see them splash and play, fight for the best place before settling down today after the wild foot race. Drawing long, satisfying pulls with legs still spread and askew, sucking a bloating bellyful 
like some folks I once knew. I believe I saw the stud wink at the pretty young mare, and I'm sure they do think it's five o'clock somewhere. Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment, but right now, let's take a listen to Your Odyssey, Wyoming by Mickey Furman. We'll be back in just a moment. Toby came to Texas, hired on to run cattle. Finer cow hand I have never known But how he loved to tell us That the country didn't suit him And there was nothing about Texas Could compare with his sweet home He'd say If you think that guy's blue Then you ought to see Wyoming on a clear September morning Why it's bluer than the sea Someday I'm going back there At the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony loose And never leave Yeah, you ought to see Wyoming Yes, sirree With its big hotels and streetcars He said it's fine But it ain't no Cheyenne And I'm toward San Antonio Through the rolling hills and valleys Old Toby shook his head And we heard that tale again If you think them hills is tall Well, you ought to where the Tetons hold the clouds Around their snowy peaks Someday I'm going back there At the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony and never leave Boys, you ought to see Wyoming yesterday Blooming in a field of green Well, it's time I had a 
Furman, the song is You Ought to See Wyoming. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. And in Albuquerque, New Mexico, this is Bobby Bell. And we are going to welcome to the show now our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister. Hey, Robert. Hello. It's good to be back. Well, good to have you back. We kind of thought you got lost last month i did kind of get lost for when you can't see the uh the hood of your car for the snow flying i get i think that counts as being lost <laughs> that would be pretty lost that would be pretty lost that would be pretty lost well tell us about how the horse expo trail is going so far what do you think it is folks? going great and i'm at the end of that trail for the for the year <laughs> really yeah, wow. yeah, I got done with the last one a, a couple weeks ago in um, Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, it was a great time, really, really good time. Got to chat with a lot of people about uh, trail riding and horse camping, and, and it was good. Uh, the week prior to that was uh, in Washington. The week prior to that, uh, when I was going to be chatting with you, I was making my way to Omaha, Nebraska for that uh that Trail Horse Expo. That's when the book wow. was. <laughs> wow. I, I started to say that maybe March is not the time to go to Nebraska. Could be I think it's not the time to go to perhaps Wyoming go go to Nebraska through Wyoming. Through this Wyoming? year I decided okay. to to drive. And and oh, I don't wow. know that that was a great idea. I guess. So when you go to these expos, Robert, what are you? What are you? What are you talking about with folks? What are they interested in learning? Well, for the most part, you know, we're talking about uh, you know various aspects of trail riding and horse camping. Everything from how to set up a high line to you know the the what, what you need to know before you you load the trailer. To heavens, we even did some packing clinics this year. Oh, really? So wow. yeah. Yep, uh, borrowed borrowed a mule from a, a backcountry horseman group and, and started throwing some some uh, some saddles and, and packs on it uh, in an arena. So so it was a it was a good thing. Well, well, I expect that you have some plans to hit the trail yourself now with the expo season. Yes, we do, but it is still, uh, well, heavens, it was 24 degrees here this morning. So, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, and we, had, we had snow yesterday. It didn't stick, of course, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be just a little bit until the high country opens up, but there's a lot of, you know, low country stuff around here, you know, so right. we can ride the high desert, things like that. Just won't be doing a whole lot of camping camping until a little bit later in the year. But for a lot of folks around the nation, you know, like if you're in Florida or Arizona or or New Mexico, you know, this mm-hmm. I would think this is fabulous weather. Yeah, or, or Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, Tennessee is warm now. Well, yes, yeah, you you guys are in the south, so you don't you don't have uh, daffodils. You have the jonquils coming up, I guess, right? 
We have daffodil. Yeah. Well, what are the jonquils then? I thought that, I thought they're jonquil probably the same thing. A, yeah, I thought it was like a southern name for a daffodil. Our buttercup. <laughs> we call them buttercups. Buttercup. Too. Okay. Yeah, they call buttercups as well. But right now it's like sixty-one. The temperatures had been in the seventies. Uh, oh my! And today, since Bobby, we didn't do our weather forecast or, or report right. this morning. But right now it's mm-hmm. sunny and sixty-one in Nashville. And mm-hmm. oh my! It's about that here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it, it's it is really a great here. time to be out <laughs> on the trails. Yeah. Really a great time. I to believe be on the it. Trails. I believe it. I, I would. I would. I would. I would be there in a heartbeat right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on down. Come on down. No kidding. Down. So, where is your first? Where is your first trip? First thing you've got planned. Uh, the first thing we have planned is uh, some clinics at the end of May, just to help uh, help get everybody uh, tuned up. You know, um, been work, working with uh, Ruger and the girls uh, a lot. I uh, got shoes on last week, finally. Okay. Um, so, but we're going to do, do do a clinic. You know, just you know, it's always good to learn new things, and you always pick up something, you know. And so that's the first, you know, away trip, I guess. Uh, and then the first big trip is going to be a fly fishing trip into Montana into the Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go there. That's going to be a, a trailhead camping trip. Uh, my companions don't want to pack in. They think it's entirely too much work. Uh, so so we're going to be camping at the trailhead and just riding out uh, down, down, down to a few different fishing spots that I know every day. Uh, okay. And then my big trip for the year, the one that I am most looking forward to, is I'm going to finish that gosh darn trip from last year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no injuries this time, please. No injuries. Celeste said I'm not allowed to hurt myself anymore. That would be so good. if if that Celeste says good. that, then of course it can't happen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You have to pay attention. So yep. where are you going, and how are you preparing for? Well, uh, going to that clinic, working with all the all the bubbas right now. I've been throwing pack saddles on on everyone. Coco, you know, I really thought that after what four months uh, of, of of really not doing a whole lot with them, once the snow kind of packed down and turned icy, you know, they they get to do their thing and and I do mine and I don't pester them too right. much. Uh, right. It, it, because as as you and Bobby well know, you know, I, I am I am prone to be uh, clumsy, and so I don't need to slip on ice and break something again. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, now that the that the snow is gone, the ice is gone. I've been taking them out uh, pretty much every day and working with with each of them for I don't know half hour, forty five minutes. You don't have to spend hours and hours as long as it's forty five, you know, thirty forty five minutes every day. You know. Um, right. So we've been doing that. Ruger, of course, is Ruger, and, you know, he always wants to make sure that uh, you really want him to do something, you know. So are you positive you want me to do this, Dad? Are you absolutely <laughs> positive? So so we're, we're working through all that again, and, uh, and it's coming along quite nicely. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll start taking them out. We've been riding them around here around the house and around the farm, you know, 
Um, right. So we'll start taking them out a little, little bit further. Um, really want to um, work more with, with Coco, the little one. Uh, and uh, she's coming along ever so nicely. You know, I, I, I thought That's that great. after being parked for a while, she would have lost most of what, what we had picked up last year. But uh, I was... Um, pleasantly surprised? Quote, pleasantly surprised, yeah. That, uh, yeah, she was like, all right, Dad, what do you want to do? Well, let's That's move great. the front. Let's move the hinds. <laughs> Where, where's the stop? Where's the go? <laughs> <laughs> so... So we've been doing that, and uh, it's been nice, you know, in the afternoons. Um, you know, in the afternoons it's been, you know, for the most part in the 40s, low 50s. So throw a jacket That's on. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. So, you know, throwing the saddles on, working with that. Still still the groundwork, you know. I'm, you know, as much as I, 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 I don't like walking, um, I, I still think that's just the best thing in the world for those critters. Um, so still doing a lot of that and, you know, starting to put just a little bit of sweat on them, trying to get them legged up and right. there you go. <laughs> I'm just tickled to death to be off the road to take it the truth, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it was a long honestly, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm going to jump in here for a second. Home. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to just jump in for a second because, um, uh, I was on your Facebook page, as I always am, and it seemed to me that as you were traveling uh, to your expos, you were seeing a lot of dinosaurs along the way. Oh, well, well when you go across <laughs> I-90 through <laughs> uh, South Dakota, yeah, South Dakota, you got to stop at Wall Drug. It's just, I, I, if it's not a law, it should be. Uh, and of course, and so for for those that don't know about Wall Drug, you know of Wall Drug, don't you, Bobby and and, and Gary? Yes, I do not. Yes. I do not. Gary, do you live under a rock? Good. I guess. Tell me. Tell me. So so Wall Drug, and correct me if I'm if I'm mistaken, Bobby, but uh, for hundreds of miles in every direction, you'll see road signs pointing to Wall mm-hmm. Drug. And and mm-hmm. funny little ditties about Barbasol shaving cream and everything yeah, else. Yeah, Barbasol. You know, uh-huh. stop it. Yep. Yeah, stop at Wall yeah. Drug. See see the dinosaurs. Stop at Wall Drug for a five cent cup of coffee. Blah 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 blah. But the the yep. signs start hundreds and hundreds of miles out. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> and, and they have just it's just this little town of the town of Wall, South Dakota, and. It's just it's 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 a really cheesy hokey tourist trap, but it's ever so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you know there are so many um, uh, roadside attractions, mostly sort of in forms of decay along um, whatever it is that we take when we head for California. And um, it is fun kind of Googling them and, like, reading about and thinking, oh, that would have been so cool if it was still here. Um, exactly. But there are, some, there, are, there are some dinosaurs, and there's actually a dinosaur real close to where we live in Albuquerque. It's orange, and you can so see it right off, I think, the 25 maybe. And I don't know what it had been a part of at some time. It's just sitting there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit of Americana. 
you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but, well, it's but, a reminder that dinosaurs did live in the West. I mean, you know, we have we have dinosaurs out here. <laughs> they are yes, part of Western yes. heritage. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, I drove past one of the, uh, the dinosaur um, uh, fossil museums. I didn't stop, uh-huh. of course, you know, because, you know, uh, I'm trying to make time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you see all the places, you know, swinging by at 85 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe next time. <laughs> we'll catch that next trip, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would call Celeste. Hey, I'm just passing this or this. We we should do a road trip. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I know. Oh. Um, I also notice you're you're still. Um, working with cinches and it looks like you've you've learned some new things about um about creating cinches i have i have i that the cinch thing has just been a wonderful winter and i guess spring now uh project um you know so it's come together ever so nicely i've got a clinic coming up not this weekend but the following um and and so really looking forward to that but learning at one of the clinics and i don't remember where it was one in washington i think perhaps i chatted with um, uh, a person who makes nice fancy um mohair cinches Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 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 i said i'll trade (laughs) you i'll trade you a, a land navigation clinic. If you show me how to do these in multiple colors, <laughs> and she said, oh, oh, wow. "Yeah." So uh, um, I've been been playing with that a little bit. I ordered some, some new yarn, but it's not in yet. I, I, I think like so many things across America, the the whole shipping know. distribution thing is still a little bit whack. Yeah, uh, still a little wonky. Yeah. So trying to get uh, yarn um, in, in the colors I want. Uh, if you want, like, bright pink, I don't think it's a problem at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you're looking for yarn as well as hardware, like the stainless steel mm-hmm. buckles, hard, yeah. hard to find right now. So I've spent entirely wow. too much time Googling, you know, hardware and <laughs> and, and fiber crafts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, but yeah, the the so are, are going. No, yeah. People have asked me about doing like breast collars and stuff. Yeah, breast collars. Um, so I I I'm, I might try something like that. I mean, for the most part, I just make straight s- cinches. I, cinches. I, I, I learned how okay. to make what I use. Um, I don't use the roper cinches because my girls all have great big bellies and it would cause them a gall. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I, I just build what I use and I think I'm getting okay at it. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to teach others, you know, just, just the basics. Um, I mean, you got to start with the basics where you can start doing, you know, this, you know, truly artwork. I mean, you you've seen some of these these custom mohair cinches. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're, you'd think they should be yeah. on a wall. Mm-hmm. And you some know? are. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. my, mine will never be on a wall, and but by golly, I'll put some sweat on them. <laughs> so, there you go. So go. I'm just making. I, I like to think of it as just good using tack, and trying to help people make their own good using tack. You know, nothing fancy. Until I figure out the the the, the multicolor stuff better. <laughs> then you will. Then you will. Perhaps. <laughs> Well, you know, the girls work hard, and then they need pretty clothes. Well, they should they should have pretty clothes. They're That's right. They're pretty, pretty babies, you know. That's right. Dress, dress them up. Dress them up. Yeah. There's a song but, uh, I want to get to called We Rode the River Till the River Ran Dry. And uh, it's by Carrie Grombecker. We're going to come back and talk more with the trailmeister, Robert Everstall, and just Moments on the camp back No wonder how I came to be walking. Any luck I might have had's long left behind. It only matters now that we threw in together. And we rode the river till the river ran dry. Haven't had a friend since I was just a youngster Never felt the need, didn't take the time You work side by side with a man that's gotta mean something And we rode the river till the river ran dry Gotta wish she'd never crossed that border Should've known to leave well enough alone That's a lesson you don't learn till you've grown older He might still be alive if he hadn't left home We never talked about the past, but we both had one No cause to boast, no call to lie But you learn enough from the firm grip of a handshake And we rode the river till the river ran dry Late one night he sang an old corrido One I too recalled from years gone by A young man seeks his fortune but finds his death And we rode the river till the river ran dry Gotta wish we'd never crossed that border Should've known to leave well enough alone That's a lesson you don't learn till you've grown older he might still be alive if he hadn't left home. The lights come on in Juarez The wind kicked up as the day began to die He's buried over yonder in a narrow grave And we rode the river till the river ran dry I woke to the eyes of a she-wolf staring at me The air was still, a pale light touched the sky 
The eyes resolved into Venus and Mars above me. Love and war rode the river till the river ran dry. Gotta wish I'd never crossed that border. Never touched anything that was not my own. I've lived this song without a thought to grow an older. And now another cowboy's riding home. Through the dawn I hear a mournful gray wolf cry. And we rode the river till the river ran dry. We rode the river till the river ran dry. We rode the river till the river ran dry. Carrie Grumbacher, we rode the river till the river ran dry from his album, Range of the Buffalo. We are chatting with our good friend, Robert Eversole. And Robert, I have a question for you. Yes. Are you ready? Why is understanding payload the key to safe trailering? Oh, you read one of my magazine columns. And thank you for that. <laughs> Always. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, would you like to hear a story? So I yes. did a trailering clinic in Omaha, and actually did one, did a couple, Omaha and then uh, Western Washington, the Washington State Expo. So, so two trailer clinics this year, and in each of them, I think I hurt people's feelings. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yes, I did, and I did not mean to. Uh, but we were talking about payload, and mm-hmm. so you know, when when you buy your truck, all the 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 big fancy numbers and all the literature and everything talks about how much your truck can tow. You know, a million pounds and the space shuttle and the kitchen sink too. <laughs> Uh, which is fine and dandy. I'm glad my truck can can tow the space shuttle. I'm not going to, but I'm glad it could if I need it. Um, but I think there's a more uh, uh, a much smaller, less advertised number that is much, much more important than than the towing capacity, and that's the payload capacity of your truck, and that is much, much smaller than. Um, that, that, than that, that towing number, because when, when you hook up, whether it's a bumper pull or a gooseneck or not, you know, all of that weight on the hitch that goes onto the back of your truck, the, the bed or, or, or the bumper hitch, all of that weight counts against your payload capacity. And, you know, and, and you see it a lot, uh, and, and hopefully you don't get too many I rate phone callers, but you see it a lot, especially with people uh, using three-quarter ton trucks. Um, and, and I'll use an example. Um, my little gooseneck, and, and you've all seen pictures of, of the Taj Mahal. Um, nothing fancy, not, not, nothing, nothing huge, and, and, and the scope of things quite small. But the mm. hitch weight on that is I believe it's 1,600 pounds. I mean, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, and horse trailers, uh, gooseneck horse trailers especially, are terrible about the hitch weight because the, the tires are typically put further back, um, you know, on the trailer, and now we've, we've got a fulcrum, 
and they put the tires further back so that the horses have a, a better ride. But all that weight forward, or a significant portion of that weight forward of the tires, is now what resting on the back of the truck. So, you know, and and the payload capacity of the truck, you know, you got to do a little bit of math because, um, you know, if the payload capacity, and we'll just call for giggles, 2,500 pounds, you know, which would be, I think, typical for, you know, like a three-quarter ton type truck. So it's 2,500 pounds if you don't have anybody other than you, and assuming that you weigh 150 pounds, that's the standard that, that they that they use. I don't. Uh, our listeners will have to decide uh, for themselves. Nor do I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no road snacks. No no coolers. No dog. No spouse. Just you. Um, and no add-ons. So that uh, that gooseneck hitch, that bumper uh, receiver, that weight gets uh, subtracted. Uh, from your your payload, um, and then I mean, and I'm terrible about this. I've got a great big bed of my truck, right? You know, and 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 that that gooseneck hitch doesn't take up that much room, so I'm going to throw water in there. I'm going to throw hay yeah, bales, yeah. Yeah. and all that weight just adds up ever so quickly. Uh, and and in short order, you could be over your payload capacity. Now, I'm not about to tell somebody that, you know, if you're over your payload capacity, you're going to you're going to break your truck or anything like that. I mean, trucks now are, I mean, they're they're wonderfully engineered for the most part, except for Ford and their stupid def system which froze up on me in Bozeman, Montana. But that's a different story. Uh, but they're they're wonderfully engineered and they're quite capable. The 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 issue to my mind comes when your truck is overloaded, you know, policemen are, are they're, they're, they're taught to, uh, you know, uh, identify the signs of an overloaded vehicle, you know, squatting down in the back, raised up at the front. And if you were to get pulled over, you know, it doesn't matter whether the truck sa- salesman said, oh, it'll pull your trailer just fine. It'll be great. Or if the trailer salesman said, yeah, your truck can pull it, it'll be great. You know, they're going to the policeman is going to look at that sticker on the inside driver's door of your of your truck, and it's really easy for them to figure out with their portable scales whether you are or are not within that that limit. And if you're not within the limit, it it can be as bad as you know they take your keys and you got to get a tow, um, or 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 a, 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 at least you're looking at a ticket. And if, heaven forbid, you should get in an accident with an overloaded vehicle, all of that liability now shifts to me, whether it's my fault that there was an accident or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not fun, it's not sexy, but I think it's important to understand, you know, the math behind um, payload, towing capacity, all that good stuff, the stuff that's really boring, even more boring than groundwork, believe it or not. Uh, oh, no. So, so no, yeah. No, I understand. So, hey, yeah. Yeah, and, and you see so many people, in mean, three-quarter ton trucks, they're a lot less expensive than a bigger truck. And, you know, and, and if you do the math and it works out, great, wonderful. But if you're trying to pull a, a 
goodly sized gooseneck, you know, even sometimes with a you know single axle one ton, you might be pushing things. Um, it's just something to to think about, and and so during both of those clinics, I, I think I, you know, people were telling me about their great great truck, and they had uh, uh, airbags because airbags increase the capacity. No, they don't. They just give you a better ride. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. It's math, and math don't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the classes because I, I think they gave people good information. But, again, I, I, I think some people walked away thinking, you know, that, that they had to get a new truck or, or, that, or that they somehow weren't, weren't good enough. And that was not my intention at all. <laughs> you make a suggestion that if you're kind of unsure that you actually um, get, get your, your trailer onto a scale – Oh yeah. You suggest you know, kind of. Yeah. I, I'm guessing. Truck. I'm guessing that means you may be driving an overloaded trailer to get to the scale, but at least um, you get there and you find out what you would. At so would you, you put know. your if you're carrying horses? Would you go ahead and 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 you put everything in there just like like you I were loaded up leaving like town, camping. right? Yep, I load it up like I'm going camping, and I take it. I take it to the scales and. and you know, truck scales are dime a dozen. I mean, you can find them easy. Um, and I take it to the scales, and I go through their rigmarole. Typically, when you take it to the scales, you have to roll onto the scales, and then you unhook, um, mm. and then you hook it back up so they can take the, the difference between the rear axle loaded and, and unloaded. Um, you know, and, and, and if I'm going to unhook like that, I'll... I'll, I, I generally don't take the horses because I don't really want to get them out of the trailer in a busy truck lot <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. yeah. or, or grain elevator. Uh, but other than, than them, um, it's pretty much everything that, that's loaded. Man, heavens, I've got a, uh, a grain mill. Uh, if you don't want to take it to a truck stop uh, like grain elevators, you know, they, they'll they always have scales there. And um, it's pretty common for me if i'm loaded up going someplace hey let's see uh let's see what we're what, what we're running this year and just run it through the the elevator um write down the the, the weights and kind of over a beverage compare contrast to last year because i have really noticed that with my with my trailers especially the uh the gooseneck with the lq it keeps getting heavier because i keep adding bits and bobs so uh-huh uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Little life Not a lot extra, but yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. And where yeah. where on the vehicle is the um payload? Where do they find the sticker that on tells the them inside the... of the driver's side door frame. So open the driver's side oh. door and look at the you know, at the part where the where the handle latches in thing. And you'll see a, okay. I think it's like a yellow and white sticker with a bunch of different numbers and it, it, it's the same place where you see what type tires and tire pressures you you need to run. Okay. Um, so it's, it's easy to do, but also often really overlooked. Uh, and this I think is a great time of the year, unless you live for, for, for you good people do for it's warm and people are already heading out. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but in the spring before riding season really starts, 
this is a great time of the year to include uh, those type of uh, prerequisites for for a ride or or a camping trip. You know, we work so hard with the ponies, but we need to work equally hard with making sure our vehicles and our trailers are up to the task of getting us to and from in a in a safe and reliable manner. So not only do the do the ponies get their vet checks, the truck and trailer they go in for theirs as well. <laughs> um, this is a really this is a stupid question, but it occurs to me since we live at a fairly high altitude, does uh when you're driving into higher terrain, higher altitude, does that impact like tires and does that impact your not as far about as your... I know, but I okay. can't say that I've really looked into that. Perhaps I should. I, it's, I've never really looked into it. I worry more about heat in the summer uh, mm. regarding the mm. tires. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I do check the, 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 the pressure pretty much definitely before every trip, you know, a more involved trip, uh, because tire pressure can fluctuate uh, – quite wide, widely. If I were to take my tire pressure uh, today, you know, when it is, I believe it's 41 degrees right now, uh, and then, you know, took that tire pressure on, on a 90-degree day and without changing anything and without any leaks, uh, that tire pressure would be uh, measurably higher because uh, as the air warms, it expands, you know, somewhat. Um, so I think it's something to, to, to think about, but I can't say I've really done any, 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 any looking into the whole altitude thing, but I'm sure it has some mm-hmm. type of an effect. It would have to, I would think, whether well, it's it measurable or not, I don't know. God, well, we're you talking know, about math now. I think this is a horse show. That's, that's your, that's your area of expertise, I would say. <laughs> You know, as we're as we're rolling into May, that's that's just almost here, really. Um, those are some things we might want to talk about: is, is all the preparation that you need to do with your trailers, and trucks, and, and the last-minute checkups. We've done this before, but it never hurts to go back over it again. That never hurts. Never hurts. No. We may need to get into that a little bit more next month, which will be here before you know it. That would be a good it. thing. It, it be will be. It, I I'll can't believe that what. it's already, you know, April. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and how many days April. is it until the longest day of the year? Like, is it 70, 70 upper 70s? till June 21st? It won't be too long. How, I mean, it'll be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby, you're the Google master. How many days until June 21st? It's got to be upper um, 70s, I believe. I'll, I'll get right back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's not that long um, no, it's at not. all. I mean, this year is flying by. And, uh, 68. Yeah. 68. Oh, I was, I was off by a, I was off by a week, heavens. Uh, so much for my math. <laughs> Well, uh, so, so yes. let's next next month let's talk a little bit about preparations for getting out on the trail because so many people will be doing that uh, if they haven't already. But so many people around the country will be heading out, so it's like, okay, I need to do this, need to do this, need to do this. Maybe we can do that next. next. What do you think? I think that's something to plan for. All right. 
Well, I am sure glad to have you back this month. It has been a ton of fun visiting with you and catching up. And uh, we look forward to having the Trailmeister join us again in May. And, Robert, give us your website one time for people that are not familiar with the world's greatest. www.trailmeister.com. All right. The world's largest and 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 most accurate uh, guide to horse trails and camps, as well as where you can get the best book about trail riding and horse camping, the <laughs> award-winning author. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, Robert, look forward to visiting with you next month. Okay. All right. You take care, both of you. All right. Thank you, sir. And Thank right you. now Bye-bye. we're going to listen to Wild Texas West Wild. Wild, wild, what am I looking at? Wild West Texas wind. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. I'll settle up there. It sings to me in the night with a voice sweet and forlorn. It's been pushing at my back since the day. An old friend at my side 
It's the strength that's deep inside you When fear is closing in Wild West Texas Wind. I got it right that time, Bobby. Carolyn Martin. Great, great song. Great, great song. Great singer. <laughs> well, been a fun show today. Robert Everstall back with us. We kind of missed him last month as he got snowed in on the highways and was traveling. So it's good to have him back. And then wasn't it fun to talk with Jim and, and Deanna? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Very fun. Catch up with him. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool because Jim had uh, that's his third Wrangler, but the first time he got to attend the event mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, and so that was mm-hmm. kind of uh, that was kind of special for him. And then Deanna's becoming an old hand at that because that was her second <laughs> award, and uh, just fun visiting with these folks. Well, it is a beautiful day in Tennessee, and uh, it's always beautiful in Albuquerque, isn't it? It is. We're even seeing, um, occasionally we're seeing a balloon out early. Of course, they can't go in any kind of wind at all. But um, if you're up early enough, um, we have seen some balloons. You know you're in Albuquerque when there's a balloon right over your dashboard, you know. Uh, we gosh. still stop and and gawk, you know. <laughs> Do you really? Oh wow. Well, uh, it's just well, still it's just such an unusual sighting still for us. So we should have on our license plate frame. We should have something like we stop for balloons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, you know, we still have we have we have balloons over here in Tennessee too, out near uh, Percy Warner and Edward Warner Park. They have a, a balloon event. Hot air balloon event that takes place out there, so, but not, not quite like Albuquerque at all, not quite like Albuquerque's. But what's happening with that west? Oh, just the 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 normal. You just have to go and and check it out. New things all the time. We've got some great men's short sleeve shirts um, that are just, um, and they come they come from medium to even a three XT. For the uh, larger men in our life and very, very popular for spring and summer. Um, those are all by the Scully Company from their collection called Farthest Point. Um, and you can find them all in our campfire collection. You can just click that on the home on the home page. Um, that's pretty easy to get in to get into that collection. And um, we still, of course, are offering a coupon just Print, use the word radio at checkout radio. to save $10 off a purchase of $75 or more. We love to know where our where our um, shoppers are coming from. So um, feel free to use that. So 
Yeah. Thanks for asking. Outwestshop.com. Outwestshop.com for all your Western wear and more. So visit with them there. So we've got uh, Rendezvous coming up uh, at the end of September, 1st of October. We uh, have just put together the Extreme Cowboy Competition. You're going to have an Extreme Cowboy race is going to come back and be on Saturday, October the 1st. So we're going to be getting details on all that. We're also going to have a Mustang Extreme race oh, great. that day as well. So kind of coming together, and uh, we're looking forward to have a big turnout for people to come to Rendezvous 2022 at the Circle E Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee. And uh, we'll have more details about that on our, our website in the next day or two. But that's kind of fun. We're looking forward to having the Extreme Cowboy Competition back out there again. It's been a few years since we've done that, so it'll be a lot of fun. And then music, music, music every evening and uh, great trail riding during the day. So equestrianlegacy.net, click on Rendezvous. 2022 and check out what we've got coming up there. Well, it's been a fun, fun show. Uh, you always have such great closing thoughts for us. So, do you have any thoughts today? Oh, I had so many. It was hard to choose. We'll go with this one. Um, a, a quote of Plato's: "We ought to live sacrificing and singing and dancing." I like that. And dancing. Doesn't get much better. Uh, we're going to close out the show today with a song from uh, Randy Houston. And Randy and Julianne Houston have been evacuated, and uh, they're part of our friends that are out in New Mexico that are going through these terrible fires. And uh, several homes have been lost, people's lives have been lost already. And so remember to keep all of our friends in New Mexico. Mexico and their prayers. Are you seeing any smoke, Bobby? Not at this point. Um, okay. Not at this point. Things can not change, you know, minute to minute. Well, they can. They can. But uh, remember all our folks out there that are going through these terrible fires. I'm going to be a rough fire season this year, starting early. But uh, it's a great song from Randy Houston. It's called Hole and Daddy's Rope. And we invite you to join us next Thursday for the Campfire Cafe at noon, followed by Saddle of America. Thanks again for listening. Daddy was an outside roper, never rodeoed. Till Dusty talked him in to getting in a Cimarron. The worst thing that could happen did when the ropes came tight. Three steers down in 21, now there's no end in sight. And he's hauling every weekend, so we've been eating beans. What with the cost of diesel and all his entry fees. Our friends all look the other way, but everybody knows. There's a hole in Daddy's rope where all our money goes. Mama tried.
tried to get him hooked on golfer shooting pool. He ends up out at the barn shaking out a loop. And when he picks his rope up, his mind slips out of gear. He's dreaming about jackpots and Corriente steers. He's hauling every weekend, so we've been eating beans. What with the cost of diesel and all his entry fees. Our friends all look the other way, but everybody knows. There's a hole in daddy's rope where all our money goes. Now we've got a secret, won't mom be surprised? Dad bought me a horse and he's teaching me to drive. We'll be hauling every weekend and we'll be eating beans. What with the cost of diesel and all our entry fees. Our friends all look the other way, but everybody knows. There's a hole in daddy's rope where all our money goes. There's a hole in daddy's rope where all our money goes.